from the Golden State in Porterville, California, this is MMA Math. Real fighters, real fights, real discussions. With your host, Professor Diaz, and the former featherweight Bellator champion of the world and former bantamweight UFC title challenger, Joe Soto. Welcome, everyone. This is MMA Math, where the fighter meets the numbers, where we go beyond the hype and beyond the transitive property. How are you, Joe? I'm good. In today's episode, we take a closer look at another fight scheduled for UFC 238. We'll talk about some of the things I picked up by looking at the numbers and some of the details Joe sees that will make the difference in this fight. Also, in the aftermath, we'll revisit the Rose Navayunas versus Jessica Andrade fight. We'll talk about what was revealed and what was not. All right, Joe, ready to talk fights? Yes, sir. So for this card, Joe, we did the main event last week. However, there are so many other good fights on this card. Those include Tony Ferguson versus Donald Cerrone, Jimmy Rivera versus Peter Yan, and Holly Holm versus Jessica I. Which one's on your mind? Yeah, I think Tony Ferguson versus Cowboy Cerrone is on everybody's mind. That'd be a great fight. I can't wait to see that one for sure. I'm looking forward to it. I agree. I mean, this, this should be a main event fight. It's an awesome fight. However, I feel like Tony should be trying to unify his interim belt, but he's not. He's getting shafted here. He's, he's being forced to try and defend his contender status. Two doors down, Cowboy has never looked better. He just gave Al Quinta a beating. So the real question is, which Tony shows up? As you know, Tony has recently had some challenges outside the cage. So are we going to see the Tony from the Kevin Lee fight? or the Tony from the Anthony Pettis fight, or is this a different Tony? Anyway, this fight will most likely be fight of the night, and again, we'll be going to the Windy City in Chicago here in the States. Both fighters will be traveling for this one. Tony will make his way from California, and Cowboy will be flying in from New Mexico. All right, Joe, let's begin with the former interim champion, El Cucuy, Tony Ferguson. We last saw Tony in October where he was able to stop the former champion Anthony Pettis. Before that contest, Tony captured the interim title when he stopped a game Kevin Lee. However, he was then stripped of his interim title and was passed up by another interim match between Dustin Poirier and Max Holloway. Regardless, Tony is on an 11-fight win streak that goes back all the way back to 2012. So Joe, no one really knows what kind of issues Tony is really having but since he's been cleared to fight, let's assume this is behind him. Also, Tony is Tony, so come fight night. Is he ready, Joe? What is his mindset coming into this fight? Yeah, I think he'd be ready. Um, you know, come come fight night for sure. Tony is Tony. Um, I think that's where he probably feels the best when he's in the ring. And I think he'll be excited to get in there and um, you know, prove that he is like the, he was the interim champion at one point. So, um, you know, I think he's deserving of a, a title shot, but I think he's he's eager to go back in there and, and prove to the fans who he is and, you know, remind everybody, you know, who Tony Ferguson is. And, you know, I'm excited to see him, see him back in the cage. Now, let's take a closer look at Cowboy Donald Cerrone. Cowboy does really live up his, to his nickname. He's relentless in the sense that he never stops fighting. He takes on all challenges and he's stubbornly persistent. In this case, though, and fortunately for him, he's doing it during a time in his fighting career where he's never really looked better. Cowboy is on fire. He's on a 3-5 win streak, and he just took out the number four contender, Raging Al LaQuinta. But it's the way he beat up Raging Al 
The way he finished both Alexander Hernandez and Mike Perry, that sets this cowboy apart from the old cowboy. So, Joe, do you see anything that can distract this cowboy? What kind of mindset is he coming into this fight with? I think he's coming in with the you know strong mindset. He's got to be excited about um you know his last few fights and and I'll drop him down to one fifty five and beating like you said the top five guy. And now he and he, and he has a child, so he's he said in in past interviews that he's motivated even more so by that. And um so we should be excited to see Cowboy and and Tony. It's gonna be a great fight. I can't wait. All right, let's take a look at the numbers, Joe. This is Cowboy's second fight at 155 after spending two years at 170. Cowboy is also two inches taller. However, it's Tony who has the reach advantage. He adjusts Cowboy with about three and a half inches. Having said that, it seems that Cowboy's size and those two years at 170 toughened up and already hardened Cowboy. Joe, it seems that moving up and back down to 155 paid off. Is he too big for Tony? Is this the X factor? Is size a factor in this fight? I don't think it has to be too much of a factor in this fight. You know, I think um, Tony is a big guy too. I know he cuts a lot of weight. I'm pretty sure he walks around, you know, probably in 190. I thought I heard. So I think um, I don't think Cowboy should be you know too terribly bigger than Tony. Um, I'd like to see him in the cage. You know, you know, we'll find out like the size difference. You know, how much it is when we. When come fight night but i don't think size would be uh, too much of a factor in this fight but i mean at the same time tony is used to fighting shorter guys and used to having uh, a height advantage so you know fighting somebody on height that's gonna it could be you know um different for him okay now at 35 and 36 they are essentially the same in age however the same cannot be said regarding their mma experience tony has logged in 27 fights that's a lot of fighting by any standard. However, Cowboy has racked up 48 fights. That's just crazy. That's a total of 21. I mean, that's a total of 21 more fights than Tony. That's like a whole career for many fighters. So I think it's safe to say that Cowboy has seen it all. My question is, does Tony bring something different to Cowboy? Or has Cowboy been there, done that, and nothing Tony brings will surprise him? Uh, yeah, I think Tony brings a little bit something different. Just his endurance and his like unpredictability, his craftiness, and um, you know, he kind of just let things fly. It kind of wings things. It seems like you know. I mean, he doesn't. I think sometimes he doesn't even know what he's gonna do. So just being unpredictable and, and the pressure that Tony brings. Um, I mean, I'm sure. I mean, Cowboy has seen pressure fighters like when he fought Nate Diaz, and it didn't go so good for him. So he'll he'll recognize it, but it's it's not gonna surprise him. But I mean, it could it could affect him in the fight for sure. One more thing regarding the numbers, Joe, and that is that it appears that this is a 15-minute fight. So cardio isn't really an issue, I don't think, not for a three-minute fight or a three-round fight. However, it does affect fighters who start off slow, and that's something that Cowboy has had an issue with in the past. Does Tony have the edge in a three-round fight? Is this what can doom Cowboy's chances? Uh, it could. You know, yeah, Cowboy does start slow. He tends to start slow. Um so if Tony knows that, I mean, look look for Tony to to start fast. I think it would be smart for him, you know, to start fast in, in this fight, you know. But I, I don't know if he has an edge just because it's three rounds. I think it'd be tough. It'd be a tough fight for Cowboy if it was three or five rounds, you know. But um, Tony's definitely got to start fast. That's his best opportunity. Do you think one fighter or the other will gain an advantage if this was a twenty-five minute fight, or if it was changed to a twenty-five minute fight? <sighs> 
it's kind of hard. It's just it's kind of hard to tell. I think I would lean more t- towards Tony just because of his relentless style. If he could keep pressure on for that, he, and he could, he can keep pressure on for twenty five minutes if, if if he's willing to do it. And I think I could that could propo- that could pose a problem for Cerrone. You know, those press, pressure fighters, in your face fighters, kind of give t- um, Cowboy a, a you know hard time sometimes. So if it was twenty five minutes, I could see um, maybe it'd be a little bit harder for Cowboy to weather that storm. Now regarding speed. I mean, I feel like both of their styles rely more on technique and craftiness, at least on Tony's side. However, even though Cowboy is the bigger fighter, at least from my point of view, uh, he fought at 155 for over eight years. So he's seen the speed of the 155ers. What's your take on speed, Joe? Yeah, I don't think, I mean, Tony doesn't strike me as a, you know, really quick, um, speedy fighter. I think he's just unpredictable and he keeps a, a like a, a fast paced fighting he's fighting everywhere if you take him down he's fighting you if he's on top he's fighting you if you're on your feet like he just doesn't let you breathe he doesn't let you rest so he's not you know so speed advantage or nothing um i don't see tony having a speed advantage i would say probably cowboys maybe even the quicker fighter but i think it's just um tony's style of fighting that that's different what about power i would imagine cowboy has the edge here especially after spending those two years at 170 and the thing is that Tony has been dropped. He got dropped by Kevin Lee. He got dropped twice by Anthony Perez and dropped multiple times by Lando Venata. The thing is, all those drops were just that, drops. He got up, even enthusiastic. Tony is Tony. It seems like he finds it kind of amusing. But like I said, can he do the same thing if he gets hit by a bigger fighter like Cowboy? What do you see in terms of power? Yeah, in terms of power, I see definitely Cowboy having a um, the power advantage, and yeah, I mean against Alaquinta, Cowboy looked really bigger than when than the last time he fought at fifty five. It looks like he's carrying a lot more weight from that drop from one seventy. So yeah, he definitely doesn't want to get. I know Tony does have a tendency of getting caught with punches and and, and getting dropped. That's what scares me in this fight because he doesn't want to get caught with that big punch from Cowboy because I think. Cowboy's really good at finishing people once he has you hurt. Now, stylistically, this is like a crafty, pure fighter versus a kickboxer, Muay Thai specialist. Should we expect a complete stand-up war, or is Tony going to do what Cowboys do to steers, take him down and tie him up? What do you see stylistically? This fight could go everywhere because both guys are really, I mean, they're really good on their feet and they're really good on the ground. You know, Cowboy, I think, has probably more finishes on the ground than he does standing up, I think, if, if I remember correctly. And, uh, you know, Tony Ferguson you know, has been working with Eddie Bravo, and I, I think he had his black belt from Eddie Bravo. So both guys are really good on the ground. Both guys are really long, so that, that, that you know, they could slap on submissions from anywhere. We could expect a fight to go anywhere in this, you know, in this one. Um, we can expect the unexpected for sure in this fight. Is this a case of two athletes or a fighter and an athlete? Huh. I think I think both guys are fighters. You know, both guys have some. You know, one guy has forty something fights, the other guy has twenty something. But that's a lot of fights. Um, in between them, that's like sixty something fights. So, sixty or seventy fights in between. Both guys are fighters. Yeah. So I would say both guys are fighters. Okay, Joe. If you are Tony, do you put the pressure on Cowboy? How do you win this one? Yeah, Tony's definitely got to start fast. If I was Tony, I would start fast and put the pressure, smother him. I wouldn't give Cowboy any any distance. That's what I think Al 
fought to a uh, slow of a fight against um, Cowboy, I think, and he, and he uh, gave him a lot of distance to work with to set up, you know, those kicks. So you want to smother him so he can't set up any kicks because uh, Cowboy's a kickboxer and they need, you know, they need distance to set up their, their strikes. So you smother him right away, you make it an ugly fight, make it a war um, where he can't set up techniques, where he's just kind of fighting off instinct. What about if you're a cowboy? There's no real blueprint to beat Tony, right? I mean, the last guy who beat him was Michael Johnson back in 2012. So the question is, does cowboy rely on his size and power to overwhelm a smaller fighter? What's the winning plan? Yeah, I would definitely rely on my on my power. Um, try to set that up, but he needs to, uh, you know, create space. He needs to use movement. Because uh, I think Tony's going to come forward in this fight. I think Tony's going to smother him. So Cowboy's just got to keep keep pedaling and, and try to counter punch, try to find counters. If he could throw some leg kicks and slow him down, maybe that would help open up Tony later on in the rounds. Okay, Joe, from my point of view, looking at the numbers, histories, and sizes, the numbers are obviously on Cowboy's side. However, even though Cowboy has been performing and looking unstoppable, He's typically a slow starter, and if this is a three-round fight as scheduled, that might be the difference. Also, are we getting the same Tony, or are these outside challenges going to show up? This one is tough. I mean, I think I'm going to have to go with Tony, though. I think his craftiness, his ability to roll with the fight, make adjustments, and bring it even when he's banged up is what gets it done. I think this one goes a distance, and Tony wins a close decision. How do you see it? Yeah, I, I think because it's a three-round fight, I think Tony's going to win a close decision also. I think if he had the better chance. Tony has a better chance of finishing Cowboy if it was a five-round fight, I would say, because of his pressure. But I think, um, you know, because Cowboy starts kind of slow, I think if Tony brings it on right away, it's still going to be a close fight. But I think Tony will definitely, you know, handedly win the third round. So I think um, it'll be a close decision for Tony. There you have it. It looks like we both have Tony winning this in a close decision. And uh, before we go to the aftermath, please go to your favorite platform and support our show. You can subscribe on any of the major platforms like Spotify, Google Podcasts, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. Also, if you have not visited our YouTube channel, please visit us. We are adding weekly animated shorts of all our new episodes. Again, we can be found at MMAMath.xyz. Okay, Joe, it's time for the aftermath. Let's go back and revisit the Rose Namayunas versus Jessica Andrade fight. This fight was as one-sided as you can get until it wasn't. Rose is putting a clinic on Jessica and it seemed it was going to be an easy night. And then just like that, it was over. Was it a fluke? I mean, she planned to lift and drop her and she did it. But other than that drop on her head, Jessica was getting lit up. It looked like a mismatch. What did you see, Joe? Yeah, obviously, if, you know, they had a fight over again. Um, she probably, Rose probably would win, right? But I, w- I wouldn't say it's a fluke. I think um, I seen somebody break it down. What what Andrade did um, when uh, Rose locked up the Kimura, she trapped her hand so she couldn't let go of the lock. So obviously there was some technique involved. She knew the counter to the the Kimura, you know, the lift up and slam right away. She intended to you know do what she did and and it, and it worked. So. Uh, she got lucky she ended up in a, in a position that she was familiar with and she had to counter for it right away but it wasn't it was, I wouldn't say it's a, a fluke I just you know some skill and would it happen again no um I think you know Rose wins probably nine times out of ten but that's fighting for you 
So you think she made an adjustment then, right? I mean, because she lifted her the first time and Rose didn't let go, but she was fine, right? And the second time, you think that she actually made an adjustment and held on to her arm. Yeah, she like locked her lock. Has weird had I can't. It's hard to explain it, you know. But yeah, she she locked her into place where where Lo, Rose couldn't release the Kamara. Another thing I I took from this fight was that Jessica is as tough as they come, but she seems one dimensional and hittable. Rose's movement and reach were giving her a bunch of problems. Is that first round the blueprint for anybody who challenges Jessica? Or was that game plan a plan that only applies to someone like Rose? No, I think, you know, it's a, a game plan that, that has worked in Andrade in the past, you know, with um, other fighters have used it. So, I think mean, that's her style. She get, she does get hit a lot. So, other fighters definitely can see what Rose did and um, kind of implement that. All right. And that does it for today. Thanks for listening. Until next time, fight on. Fight on.